Good evening and welcome back to Smogglesport Daily. I'm Pete Lee Gaskell and I'm joined, as I have been since we've started this year, with two of my favourite guests from last year uh, coming back to, well, to make it to make a wonderful return trip, really. We've got Gwen Jakeman and Terry DeFellin. Right. Alright. Glad to have you both back, gents. It's great very to be good. back. I have to say, very good, very good to be back. It is good to be back, which is what well, everyone says the first day when we start back at New Year, isn't it? Everyone always asks me, I'll back off a holiday. It says, you've got to be back. You have to be back. I say, yeah, I really am. And deep down, you're thinking, no, I'm completely not. I, I, I would rather be on holiday. No. I just usually say no. <laughs> mm. just a misanthrope. I am not a misanthrope at all. I just hate every. Oh, hang on. Yes, I am. Yeah. You just hate everyone and everything. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, there's no substitute for uh, uh, sitting in your pyjamas on the sofa eating Maltesers at 10 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. And uh, that is what, you know, that's what you lose when you have to go back to work in the new year. It's, uh... Exactly. What is this and thing nap- called napping. an alarm clock that you have to napping. use? It's... Yeah, exactly. Napping. You lose napping. I know. Siesta. Well, interesting you should mention that as we're going to crash into a petty peeves. And funnily enough, mine is linked to napping. Mm. So there we go, that is a wonderfully constructed link there. Um, my answer to do nothing because I've started back doing 6am starts again this week and it is slowly draining me as I am not as young as I'd like to be, um, as I'm sure you gentlemen can attest. Um, so it's I've got into this routine now where when I pretty much immediately down into onto my bed and end up napping for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and then when I inevitably wake up, I wake up to find myself completely disorientated, not having a dicky word where I am or what I've done, and basically slightly concerned that I've had a complete lobotomy, and also finding a drool patch on the front of, the front of my shirt or whatever, and is that normal, or am I... In, uh, or do I need to see a doctor immediately? Is that is that is that is that something that, that happens when you when you uh, have, have one of these power naps? Yeah, you're yeah, off. That doesn't, that doesn't oh. sound very petty or, well, or beefish. I've got to be honest. It sounds you know you know um, urgent. I'd say it sounds concerning. I just, <laughs> I, I just say it sounds middle aged, mate, because it happens yes. to me. Happened to me today. <laughs> happened uh, today. <laughs> I finished work at 12, came home, and I had a nap about 2 till 5.30 and woke up and thought, what time is it? Where am I? Is this early morning? Who is the president? Um, so, you know. Uh, Horror descends. Per- per- perfectly, perfectly normally. It usually ends with, I need to wee. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just middle-aged, mate. You're just yes. getting old. Sorry about I, that. I know. I know. It's a problem. Um, the weird thing is, it's always it's always started with because i tend to sort of drift into a slight dream and i always wake up and it's like i'm always annoyed because i'm like clinging to the remnants of a dream and then it's like i transcend from that thinking like why am i now in a bed why am i in a bed why am i in my house um have you seen the ipcris file i have yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean is there do you wake up and find that there's like a nail in the palm of your hand and like when you're Uh. onto it and Maybe maybe that's what what it is. Maybe yeah. you're being carted off and being brainwashed. Yeah. Now listen to listen to me. Maybe I'm just being abducted every time. I, 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 I ironically, by the sergeant major from Zulu. Yes. So, 
<laughs> Bromhead indeed. Um, um, yeah, it's it's just it's irritating me because this is happening with frightening regularity that I wake up and just just have a complete blub 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 moment, presumably without sound effect, um, where I'm just like, what's going on? Because I never actively, purposely want to nap. I just spontaneously do, and then wake up afterwards thinking it was the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> which is which is different for me because it's a planned thing for me. I was just thinking, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm up for a nap because I was sat down here watching stuff on the computer and I thought, oh, I could do with a nap and just went for a nap. It was fucking brilliant. It's like I I frequently nap as well. I've I've been napping since my early twenties. I, I used to come home from work uh, and before going back out, I'd go and grab a, a, an hour nap. And when I was at university, I would regularly siesta. Uh, and uh, I, I, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I frequently at weekends nap. It's uh, it, it's extremely good for you, uh, and it prolongs your day. Well, because it's weird because I never did this until I started getting into this routine of doing really early starts, and that is presumably why, because I refuse to go to bed stupidly early because I'm an idiot. So, so it's probably just it's probably just right. Yeah, it's time for everybody to shut down completely. Flop. So do you start at six then? Um, I get up. Your shift I, starts I, at I, six. No, I get up at half five. I'm get up at half five. I get up at okay. half five because I have to be out the door by six to catch a train mm-hmm. to get there for half seven slash eight. So yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's a combination it's, of you having to get up early and eight. you're an old you're an old yeah. man. I'm an old you're man. Just, yeah. You're just tired. You're just tired, mate. Change yeah. change your job, maybe. <laughs> I'll just I'll just do what most people do and go to bed earlier. But when you I'm set up a, set up a Patreon for this podcast and see yes. if people, the listeners, will give you some money so you can quit your job. <laughs> Let's start just, that just, right now. Just just change your name to Carillion, and I'm sure the government yes. will chuck yes. money at you. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's get money given to us without having to do let's, anything ever again. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's all just change our names to Carillion and then just you know turn up at Theresa May's house and say money, please. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. Ding. Well, that's 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 my uh, that's my rant for the day done. Uh, I'm gonna have to nap now. Um, but before I do, Gwen, what about you, sir? Uh, mine is the pettiest of petties. Um, I hate it. I cannot abide it when people say the proof is in the pudding. Because the proof isn't in the fucking pudding, is it? The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Mm. So yeah. stop saying the proof is in the pudding and getting it wrong, because it isn't. Mm. If you're going to say the metaphor, up. say it in full, rather than... Yeah. Yeah. You're going to say the saying, say the saying properly. Or just say it wrong and then think, ha-ha, I'm really clever. You're not really clever, you're getting it wrong. Yep. Yeah. Ironically, yeah. the proof of that pudding isn't in the eating, asshole. Um, I suppose it depends on whether or not you have to proof the pudding before you bake it. Maybe would that count? Well, no, because the proof of the pudding. Yeah. Y'all are looking so for the what proof is what is what is the what is the expression to which you object? The proof right. is in the pudding. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what people it's are when, saying. Yeah, it's when they say the proof's in the pudding. Well, the proof isn't in the pudding. The proof mm-hmm. of the pudding is in, is in the eating. Is in the eating. Yeah. yeah. No, but the point yeah, the point of the, of a saying is that you can't judge something until you've tried it. Is that's basically what it's saying, isn't it? You judge how yeah. good it is by. Eating exactly. it is, is the idea, but it's exactly. sort of become like the proof is in the pudding. Is is yeah. like well, if it's There's if no it's pudding. yeah, no proof yeah. in it's, pudding. It's, it's a metaphorical pudding of life, 
which I have a horrible feeling is going to be a blancmange. Um, which, which, by the way, was the worst pudding you could have as a kid. It, it doesn't relate back to some kind of old story about someone who murdered their wife and then buried the murder weapon in a giant pudding or something like that. <laughs> Although, I'm pro- yeah. pretty sure it's just a cooking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, uh, anybody remember Big Train? The sketch show. Oh I've, yes, I've heard much. of it but never saw it. So it's oh, it's it's oh, absolutely brilliant. There's a great one where um, it's Simon Pegg is a, a baker. I think he's a baker, and uh, somebody says, um, so they do, someone's doing a presentation and they say, uh, so uh, what we're doing is we've diversified into cakes and specifically. Uh, these we're, we're warming them up and making them warm, so uh, it's almost hot. So, and and uh, this uh, has appeared to to make these sell really well. They're they're really flying off the shelves. And Peg goes, <laughs> "You could say selling like hotcakes." <laughs> His boss says, "Can I, can, I, can I see you a second? And, and then just tells him off and says, "I'm gonna have to let you go." He says, "Why?" He says, "Because you've been you've been an ass, basically." He says, no, I'm not. But so, all right then, I'll give you one more chance. I'll I'll put you over into soups. Uh, okay then fair enough so, and, uh, so uh, what it is we've got this massive pot of broth and we've got loads of cooks around it and they're all adding to this um, but it appears that this has actually been counterproductive and it's actually spoiling the broth <laughs> and you, go, um, you could say never mind uh, and it's actually <laughs> you... well yeah uh, do you know... I, I love oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say do you know what phase I hate. I mean, it's a common one that people that people misstate all the time, but it really does wind me up. Is when people say, generally Americans say this, but I've heard people over here say it as well. I could care less. Yeah. Because if you say I could care less, that means you do care. You care. It's, it's I couldn't care less because you absolutely cannot care. If you say I could care less, then it means you do care. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise. Otherwise, you you couldn't care less. So when people say I could care less, that is fundamentally wrong. So that's sort of saying that you do care when they obviously mean that they don't. And yeah, I've really always struggled with that. Well, I say struggled with it. I mean, you know, not to the point where I'm prepared to get wrapped up about it. But certainly, I've always thought, why do you say could care less when it's actually? I mean, so you could. I don't understand. But it's obviously their thing, and 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 that's fair enough. As long as everyone understands what they mean, I suppose that's the main thing. Apart, obviously, from you, Glenn, and your proof thing, I'm totally on board with that completely yes. enough. Well, that's, I don't want to raise you further by having sympathy for people. <laughs> you see, this is I a pedant in me, it. though, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be irritated by it. Plus, plus also the English teacher in me, but it's also going to get annoyed by it. So it's like a double bubble of, of, of no, basically. You get, do you get angry about apostrophes? Yes. Please. I knew it. <laughs> yes. I, 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 Although, uh, I, I am not... Oh, sorry, sorry, Terry, go on. No, 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 Glenn was thinking. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I am not one of those people that will go around, though, correcting people who say things wrong in, in, in public. I, yeah, I, I am not one of those people because that's, that's just coming across. You're almost like a boy then, I think. You're actually saying, well, oh, my vocabulary is better than yours, and my grammatical knowledge is better than yours, so I'm going to foist yep. it upon you. However, Absolutely. so yep. I, I hate that. However, I do flinch every time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, as long as you understand what people mean, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah going around and correcting people is just, no, it's just, yeah, it's just it's but, uh, but yeah. However, yeah. If, if someone says good of instead of could have, uh, I think you are actually yeah. justified in punching them in the face until they say it. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> Indeed. I'm joking. Yeah, you usually kick them in the balls, it's fine. Um, Both at once. 
<laughs> it's I, I, look, language changes all the time. I think mm. you know, obviously us old people have to accept that sort of language is going to change. Mm. Um, but getting a saying wrong is just unforgivable because if if you're changing the meaning of the saying, then there's no point saying it in the first place. Exactly. Um, and there is yeah, no. It just becomes a meta metaphor. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, more uh, meta more S four. Exactly. Mm. You know, if you're going to do that, you might as well just eat Tide capsules. So, <laughs> you know. Very true. Me- millennials, eh? Oh, yeah. Shakes a fist. It's a Tide capsule. <laughs> although, well, although, to be fair, just going on the Tide capsule thing, if they didn't make them look so much like sweets, then people probably wouldn't eat them. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're going to make them look like sweets, like they do over here with the personal ones, then uh, it's not surprising that people. If you actually make them just like sort of purple and just put poison, poison, poison on them, then you know, you know people would eat them. Though you know, if if anyone did that, people would eat them just to try it. Someone presumably on YouTube as a prank or something. Yeah, I just put them in the put them in the shape of cauliflowers. No one will touch them. Yeah. Broccoli, broccoli, Kids, broccoli, broccoli. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? I'd eat them. I would. <laughs> I like them, but the vast majority of people do not, so they're wrong. Yeah. Um, kids, kids probably wouldn't know, innit? Yeah, Joke. Exactly. Anyway, Terry, what is your petty <laughs> peeve, sir? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, mine's pretty petty. Um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, it, it's pretty petty, and it reflects very poorly on me as well, mm. uh, as a human being. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's tourists at Camden Town uh, tube station during rush hour. <laughs> Why specifically tourists? Because they don't know what they're doing. It's a really small station. They're always standing in the way. They walk very, very slowly. They don't stand on the right-hand side of the of, of the escalator, and they prevent me from getting my train on top, my tube, my tube on time, so that I can get my connection. It is beyond petty. You see, I understand, but for me, it's old people that generally do that. If like, old people stood before you, like the ticket booth, and they're like. What do you mean? Do you want to pay by credit card? I mean, get handed the machine, and they were staring at it like it's some sort of foreign object that's going to explode on them if they press the wrong button. Ah, but you see, for me, old people have been—I don't know where, where it is, where you are—but I mean, for me, old people, I think, have been conditioned for years of commuting to not go travelling during rush hour because I think it's rush hour. All the commuters are rushing around. I'll stay out of the way. Ooh, Tourists, nice. on the other hand, they don't—they don't do that. And why should they? They're over here having a lovely time. Mm as they should be, taking it easy, as they should be, walking very slowly and taking it all in, as they should be. This Not is entirely really, my though. I mean, of all the places to, to enjoy the experience, I wouldn't say Camden Station on, on like 8am is exactly the place they should be going to in order. Well, this is, this is the, morning, the evening time I'm talking about, not the morning time. I don't, so. care if, I don't care if I turn up late for work. And, and I work in Camden, you see. So I don't care if I turn up late for work. It's when I'm going home. You want to get home on time, yeah. And there's loads of tourists in Camden. Camden is full of tourists all year round, apart from maybe the first couple of weeks in January. Uh, but, I mean, it's always really, really popular destination spot for tourists because they'd like to come market, and see it. It's, it's, it's the market. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so obviously, but so they are on their way to their next glamorous destination and... You know, they just happen to be getting in my way and the way of it of other commuters who are who are going there. And you know, it, it's my right, I think, to have a good old whinge about them. Yes. If someone wants to give me a platform with which to do so, then I'm yes, going to so. take that. Someone, someone from London whinging. I've never heard that. <laughs> and you, you seem so friendly. Mm. About the tube as well. Unbelievable. It's never- it's never far from the surface, Glenn. Never far from the surface. Well, underneath the surface, presumably. Here and I'm, 
and uh, and and uh, yeah, indeed, some way <laughs> down, positively subterranean. I have to admit, though, to going like tube stations and not being like places to visit, I have to say, I, I don't know if you guys have been or know of the Moscow Metro. That no, is, but I know of um, it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It looks amazing. Each, each station is like an art gallery. Yeah, yeah. Like chandeliers and yeah. huge paintings. But it's a problem for exactly the reason you just described as well, Terry, because, I mean, and I was in role of tourist there, but I want to stop and stare and marvel at, at, at the wondrous station within, but also there's a lot of Russians busying to and fro. And and this this might be stereotyping, sorry, but Russians are not the most um, polite of people, so there's, there's, there's no quarter given. I'm trying to stand still and, and, and look at the present artwork. They're shoving me around and yelling yet in my face. And, Get out the and, bloody way! <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's, it's, it's a very stressful situation, but it's unnecessary. We should, we should think twice rather than having tube stations be art galleries those two things should be separated completely yeah i'll go back to selling that shall i yes i should i should affect a russian accent then when i'm walking through the station yes you should every every day to be fair mate in london that wouldn't stand out really would it these days (laughs) (laughs) just just walk in just walk with an umbrella in front of you with a russian accent no one will come near you i'm sure Um... (laughs) (laughs) wow that's a a bleak reference that was bulgarian though wasn't it um, yeah. You're talking about the poison umbrella, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cold war, and it was, it was behind me, Iron Curtainy stuff. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tie over under the same brush because apparently I'm that person today. Um. <laughs> fan of the cold war style that we're introducing into this episode. Big fan Indeed. of it. Yeah, Chris Vile um, bumping off in terms of poison umbrellas, I don't know where we're going to lead this to, but um, well, we, we shall see when <laughs> with our first news story of the day, which, well, I'm going to go with with you, Gwen. What have you got for us? Uh, I have, that you uh, kindly sent me, China's youth obsessed by cat sniffing. Um, great stuff. Um, uh, okay. Zhu Shayabu. Uh, I'm assuming I've gotten that completely wrong, but he loves sniffing his orange tabby cat and spends hours playing with his pet every day. I'm assuming they mean the cat. Uh, burying his face in the fluffy cat body and inhaling deeply while stroking its tummy, Zoo is one of uh, China's many cat sniffers. Uh, apparently they obsessively smell and cuddle their cats often multiple times a day. Uh, he calls himself a veteran cat sniffer. If I don't get my fix, I feel completely terrible. I have a serious cat addiction. Um, from clothes to cellophane, Sorry, cell phone covers designed with uh, cat pictures. Zoo's life is all about cats. If it's related to cats, Zoo will buy it. My wife and I are not ready to have a child, so we all give our love to our cat. Um, okay. Uh, cat's got supreme status at home, and he calls... No, he even refers to himself to Zoo as a shovel feces officer, an unusual title taken up by many cat lovers in China. To be fair, to my cat, that's exactly what I am as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but you, you wouldn't go around introducing yourself as such. Except no, cat. no. Well, no, not even to my cat because he 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 take advantage looks... of a situation. <laughs> oh, the cat just does a massive dump in the litter tray and then watches as I have to put it down the loo, and it's like sort of I'm looking at you because let's just face it, I'm in charge here because yeah. um, he's a dick. Um, <laughs> in addition to raising a real cat at home, Zoo also watches cat photographs and videos shared by cat owners on the internet because no one's ever done that before, right? Watches cat photographs. He doesn't look at them, he watches them. That's not implies he just stares at them like a magic eye. Oh, it's maybe on Instagram. <laughs> uh, on he gazes the... at them. Yes, long Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, yeah. Raising cats is big news in China now uh, because it's heavily focused on China's empty nest youth, the unmarried who live alone in major cities. Basically, I mean, it, cats are big in China. I mean, cats are big I mean, everywhere. In I Japan think... as well. I mean, there's this Cat Island in Japan. Have you ever seen that? I've I've I've, I've not seen it myself, but I, I know of it. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. They got like a rabbit island as well. Just an island full of rabbits. <laughs> And they're, they're, they're sort of wild and tame at the same time. And it's like, is that possible? <laughs> because they know humans and they will take oh, advantage of you. Kind yeah. of like pigeons do. If you think yes. if you think pigeons but rabbits instead, then it's like that. Um, I presume there's more and more of them over time because well, they're rabbits. They never stop breeding. Well, apparently, uh, there was a programme on about it uh, the other week on, on BBC Two and they were saying it started from like two rabbits just ended up on this island and now it's just full of rabbits because each generation just keeps having more and more and more babies um but they can all trace themselves back to these two uh, these two ancestors so the adam and eve of basically yeah. rabbit religion i wonder if they pray to them um that'd be wonderful yes uh, they do have you never seen watership now <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yes, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty, mean. pretty shallow gene pool, though, isn't yeah. it? Just the two of them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's have, like, like, it's, a, it's, only, it's only, like, it's only like the royal families of the world, though, really, Terry. I mean, huh. <laughs> that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like. That. I mean, I just go back to worship down for a moment. It always annoyed me that whenever you see it in the schedules, like over Christmas and stuff, cause it tends to be on over Christmas, right? Every month, doesn't it? And oh, Easter. Easter. And, and Easter, yeah, which is which is horrific. <laughs> it's, it's always on like 9am, so it's the first yeah. thing the kids watch when we get up, because it's an animated film. Good. It's bloody violent. It's, it's, Good. It's not a kid's film whatsoever. No, no way is it a kid's despite film. The, despite yeah. the calming presence of Richard Bryars. It is also, not... <laughs> it's, got, it's got John Hurt in it as well. Oh, yes, of um, it was awesome. But, is he basically yeah, rats getting savage? Uh, rats, rabbits getting savaged in in, in very very. Uh, it's like it's like animals are farthing wood. Incredibly dark yeah. show. <laughs> animals are farthing wood is just death. Animals are farthing wood. Is an incredible death. show. Well, also, oh, it's I, amazing. Yeah, but I watched it at five and, and didn't want to go into ah. the woods again. <laughs> God, you shouldn't. That's the idea. Never ever go outside to any do anything. Just stay indoors. That's, that, and then that I thought of doing a podcast. So yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Father Woods is is amazingly epic, and and like you say, it's just wall to wall death. Mm. And it's the, the best kids stuff always is, and always is dark. Look at things like Transformers the movie. It's just that is just Death Fest two thousand. Is that? I, I'm, uh, I'm guessing like, you mean the eighties one, not the. Oh like no. The no. Travis, um, no, no, no. Um, things like uh, Box of Delights is, is there's always death around the corner and that sort of thing. And, and we were talking earlier about Doctor Who because obviously uh, I think we're all Doctor Who fans. And Doctor Who is just unremitting death throughout of all of it. I was watching the horror of Fang Rock the other day. Oh, classic. And the only classic two people stuff. who survive are the Doctor and Leela. <laughs> Everybody else dies. It's, so just, it's, it's not a momentous cast. It's a cast of about six on a lighthouse, but... Yeah, but every single person dies. Yeah. Everyone it's... dies. Just this once, everyone dies. I remember, yes. when, I remember when Pulp Fiction came out, um, somebody made a big thing in Doctor Who magazine that said, ha, well, it might... Not Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, it might have a big death count. It might be loads of violence, <laughs> but it's still no way as bad as Resurrection of the Daleks. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it's, in China, um, they like cats, apparently. Yeah, this cat sniffing thing. I don't know. Uh, uh, I sniff my sniffing... cat. I just smell cat. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you obsessively sniff the cat? Uh, 
No, no, I'll give him a kiss on his forehead and I'll look after him because he's a twat. He's horrible. Uh, yesterday, we left uh, a block of cheese on the sideboard and it's it was posh cheese. It had truffle in it, truffle oil, something like that. A couple of hours later, I came downstairs and the cheese is now on the floor. And I'm thinking, that's odd. He wasn't on the floor before. It must have fell, fallen down or something like that. And then I noticed the gnawing marks. The little sod had knocked it down on the floor and eaten half of this truffle cheese and then decided he didn't like it and buggered off. <laughs> so, yeah, no. He have the right wine to pair it with, unfortunately. But <laughs> <laughs> I won't put it past him. I won't put it past him. Well, he was eating curry chicken earlier on tonight because he likes, he likes spicy food. Oh, you'll be paying <laughs> for that later, won't you? You'll yeah, definitely be the CC's collector. He's a, he's, a bit, he's a bit weird. But he's only got one eye, so, you know. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Gosh, and now we feel sorry for him. Yeah, I don't, don't feel, don't feel sorry for him. That's, that's the thing with cats. But, right, they can be incredibly, incredibly bastardy or, or, or bitchy, depending, obviously. But you still can't help but love them when they do the huge... I mean, for and me... And they know this. Yeah, the best portrayal of, of, of a cat ever for me is Puss in Boots in Shrek 2. When he just changes yep. and just does the, the, little, um, the huge eyes and shrinks. It's like, oh, that is exactly what a cat does. And yeah. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're twats are cats yeah. basically they know exactly what they're doing and they've been doing it for about 3,000 years mm. I, just, I, I, would, I would like to agree but my cat is sat directly at my feet as we speak yeah, I'll kill you. Yeah. That she'll hear me and kill me in yes. the night do, definitely do not say anything against her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, may I just say though just, just go on for a slight tangent based with a sort of cat philosophy I don't understand cat sniffing and, and what have you but do you know of a phenomenon of cat cafes but it seems to be oh, springing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, like, yeah. Well, you know, I'm from London. We have yeah. There's one in every street corner. Yeah, there's, 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 one, there's one in Manchester, which I know of. I don't know if I agree with that, in all honesty, because the thing is, I mean, yeah, cats being homed is nice, perfectly fine. Cats roaming around while you're trying to have a cup of tea and not knowing if that, if that is actually um, currants you're, you're, um, you're having in your scone or it might be... Uh, Tiddles his leftovers. Um, who knows? But I wouldn't be comfortable having an afternoon tea when there's cats roaming around everywhere. I think that's quite unhygienic. Am, am I am I just a bastard for thinking that, or do you, do you understand where I'm coming from? I, mean, I, I, would, like cats... I would. I would be personally more concerned that that they would be getting stressed out by the whole thing. Um, if you so, so if you're trotted out to 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 um to sort of entertain these people as they're having a scum. Well, yeah, because they get a bit stressed out and, you know, cats can turn pretty easily anyway. Um, the hygiene thing, look, if you like cats and you uh, are around cats a lot, then the hygiene thing probably ain't going to bother you. If mm. it bothers you, chances are you probably aren't going to go to the hygiene cafe anyway. Mm. Um, and they still have to conform to all the hygiene standards that everybody else mm. does. So they will probably be, ironically, they will probably be cleaner than most of the places. That's a good point, actually. Yes, yes, indeed. They're probably. I mean, yeah. There's no cat clauses in the health and safety laws, as far as I know. I'm not an expert on them, in uh, fairness. But I mean, I'm pretty certain there's not. But yeah, they'd have to go a little bit extra to make sure they're nice and clean. I find it a bit odd, personally. I've never been in one, um, and I've not got any plans to. Uh, if I want to go to a cat cafe, then I will make myself a cup of coffee, sit on my sofa, and then just wait for the thing to come and sit on my lap, basically. <laughs> I, I'm guessing it's not very long at all. Um, but yeah. No. So, yeah, that's, that's, just, that's just an odd aside. I don't know the whole cat sniffing thing. Cats are cats. I mean, yeah. They occur. Uh, uh, cats, the internet will be half its present size. But cat sniffing is a bit far. 
It does well, my cat's you. my cat's fifteen, so sniffing it would be a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a flip side, right? It might make you feel better about yourself, though. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's a good point. Yeah. In fact, all this time it's not been the cat. <laughs> yes, just just deflecting the blame. It just reminds me of a, a friend of mine and and um, her dad's a legend for um, for farting quietly and blaming it on on other people or animals. He used to blame it on the dog consistently, and then the dog unfortunately passed away, and yet the farts continued. And he ended up blaming it on the cat, which is very very strange. <laughs> you oh, cannot cats. tell me cats that a can... cat... not oh, the, yeah. not the power that, that this was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well, maybe that's because because he's having covered cheese or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no. It's uh, I've had many cats over the years, and they all reek, frankly. And the worst thing about it is that a dog will fart. I probably just can't be bothered to say no. A cat will do it and then go out of the room. Yeah. Mm. I'm not dealing like with that. Actually, point at someone else and go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cats are always quick to do the old whoever smelt, smelt it dealt it rule. Yes. Very much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, moving swiftly on before before our feline overlords turn on us. Um, my my story is is a nice little brief one, and it's one that you may have found. It's it's appeared in the Associated Press. It's actually from your neck of the woods, taste from Daniel Andon. Um, butcher trapped in freezer uses sausage to bash his way out. Um, cool. Yeah, this is a butcher who got locked in a freezer, and he was saved by a frozen sausage that he uses a battering ram. Now, I, I was wondering about the physics of this because it's one of those big, heavy butcher's fridges. They swing across, don't they? And you need to be out. There's, there's no way of getting out once once you once you're shut inside. I don't think because mainly they open on the outside. From my experience. Yeah, I, I mean. It... That's yeah, weird. I, I am at the moment, yes, but you're absolutely right about the door. That doesn't make any sense. I am, however, wondering how big a sausage has to be for it to be classed as a battering ram. Exactly, exactly. I mean, is it like a wholesale sausage that they sort of like you know sell on and then they get it get cut up into little sausages and then I'm guessing it's sausage meat. Yes. Ah, gotcha. Well, okay. Or like black pudding, that kind of thing, maybe. Oh. What? Just some sausage that's been commissioned by a giant or something like that. Oh, yeah. So you can't just pick up a Cumberland and just go, biff, can you? It's not going to make much of a dent because they're, they're, they're pretty darn solid, those doors. I think Cumberlands make more of a boffing sound, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Chris McCabe says he became trapped in a walk-in freezer at his shop in Totnes, actually. So it's not from London. It's his associated press in London. He's actually from down in Cornwall. Totnes, southwest England, last month when wind blew the door shut. So his butchers is outside? The safety button to open the door had frozen in a minus four degrees chill as well. So he tried unsuccessfully to kick the button free before picking up a one and a half kilogram black pudding. Well guessed there, Gwen. So that's not really... It's, it's a former board sausage. It's but not a sausage at all, sausage, then. you don't think black pudding. Black pudding is its uh. own thing. Ten is this C.M. McCabe's? Is this C.M. McCabe's butcher in Totnes? I'm guessing so. Yes. On their official website now. For just for, just in case you do avoid any hate mail that you get, uh, it's actually in Devon, Pete. 
Devon, oh, not Cornwall. Well, I mean, I'm looking at Totnes in Devon. Maybe oh, there's a Totnes in Cornwall. Yes, actually, yes. I should have read this in full. It's on website Devon Live. So it's definitely Totnes in Devon. <laughs> You've just pissed off, like, all the Cornish and the Devonians. Well, yeah. to be fair, he's, a, Devonian. he's, he's a hero of Devonians. And, and Cornwall people are probably annoyed now. Because it's like, well, well, our butchers could do the same thing, you know. Give us, so, a, bl- give us a black pudding and a walk-in freezer and we can find ourselves out as well. <laughs> to, to be fair, mate, the Cornish are generally angry anyway, so... Yeah. And, and to be fair, I don't think anyone from Cornwall will end up listening to this podcast anyway. Cause they don't, well, they don't. They have the capacity. Have electricity. <laughs> <laughs> blocked off their IP address. All Cornish IP addresses are blocked from listening to Smorgasbord. Is Both of them, yeah. in fact, yes. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, he picked up a three and a £3.3 black pudding, which is... It'll be a black pudding ring, won't it? Like a proper black pudding. And he sort of bashed his way... Oh, oh, it's a wonderfully sexual phrase, yes. He used the meaty tube like a battering ram. Which, which is getting me a bit flustered, in honesty. And managed to unstick the button after several blows. And then the grateful butcher told the Daily Mirror, because I'm like, so in your story, black pudding saved my life. <laughs> so... Basically, it's a non-story that's been spun out to become a tabloid hero. Basically, yeah, yeah. So, yes, he's picked man, basically... man locks himself in, 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 in fridge, finds a way out. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, not... it's just... Great story. A, a thing that happened rather than a story. Yeah. This is very much a wankety-wank story, isn't it? It's, it's not really news, is it? It's yeah. like, no, yeah, as you say. It's... Well, maybe it is in Totnes, comma, Devon. Um... <laughs> It's like it's like one of Del Griffith's anecdotes, you know. It's just like not everything's an anecdote, Del. Is is not only but also, isn't it? Yeah, mm. exactly. It's it's one of those like Armstrong and Miller things. Like uh, it's, uh, you might laugh, but uh, this actually happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it just, just this shit happened, and and it was all all right, and. Uh, yeah, he didn't need to tell us that, really, did you? I I would yeah. like to think that it boosts sales of black pudding, because black pudding has a horrible reputation because it's <laughs> black pudding. Honestly, honestly, well, let's let's work this out, okay, gentlemen. Do you like black pudding? Fucking love it. I, 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 I mean, I don't eat it a lot, but when I do, it's it's, it's scrummy, definitely. Um, yeah. oh, oh, I I agree, and I also believe that it completes a proper greasy fry up. It's a proper English breakfast if you have black pudding on it. And I have to say, I don't want to stereotype here at all, but a lot of my male friends agree, and a lot of my female friends think it's the most vile creation this side of haggis. And Which, which again, mm-hmm. is, is another thing split down general lines. And they despise black pudding. I mean, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because of what it is. It's blood and it's fat. And it's blood clot. Yeah. Basically, that's what it is. So it's, 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 if you think about what it is, it's, it's not particularly nice. That being said, I defy you to taste it and think it isn't gorgeous. It's, it's actually cool. very good for you. It's yeah. actually very good for you. It is. Um, it's, it's got, obviously, it'll have plenty of iron in it because, it, like you say, yeah. it, is, it is bored. <laughs> Apparently, if you suffer from being down or uh, a sort of depression or that stuff, I'm guessing. Apparently, that. it is very good for things like depression. It can help you. Is that uh, right? Yeah, because the iron in it can actually help. There we go. Oh, that's um, interesting. There we go. Any, anyone, anyone who's who's, who's having a uh, who's, who's suffering, get get some fry ups down here. Make sure it's a pop up on my black pudding. And black pudding and Guinness. Yes. Black pudding oh, and Guinness. That is perfect because yes. that is that is suit me fine. Although not this month because I'm doing dry January. That was a great idea. Um, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and the weird thing is, most pubs now do English breakfast, do not do a black pudding, unless you have to pay extra to have it. And Unacceptable. I deeply miffed with that. Unacceptable. No. You, you give me a Roshti or something, it's like, that, that isn't... That's, that's, Rosty. That's Swiss for a start. <laughs> Don't give me a Rosty. Give me, give me pretty Swiss ash browns for fuck's sake. Give me proper ash browns. <laughs> exactly. What the hell is wrong with you? And while you're at it, let's get some fowls in there as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's, no it's... lava bread though, because that's fucking disgusting. I'm yes, sorry. What, no, no Welsh person eats lava bread anyway. Very lava true. bread. It's it's, it's, it's seaweed. seaweed. Yeah. Seaweed. Yeah. 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 It's not bread at all. It's basically just a lump of seaweed. Yeah. And it's it's as horrible as it sounds. Although, uh, my dad insists upon having it every St. David's Day because he's one of these people that really obsesses. So, like, St. Andrew's Day, he has haggis. St. Patrick's Day, he has Guinness and Baileys and Irish stew. And St. David's Day, he always ends up having a week. And he always, well, taking a week and having a week. And he always ends up having lava bread. Oh, it's fine. It's like, do not so, convince me to do this because this is this is just wrong. And no Welsh person. No, no Welsh person eats welts and cockles either. I've got a nasty feeling there's going to be a lava bread shop opening up in somewhere in Shoreditch in of five, four. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> of course it, fucking Shoreditch wankers. <laughs> that just reminds me as well. Just before we go on to your story, um, Terry, it just reminds me that my town is a proper northern town. You know, I mean. It's, you walk through the town centre, it's pubs, betting shops, salons, and Greg's. Whip it. And Greg's, yeah. yeah. And, and it's basically as northern as you can come. And then in the middle of it all, someone, uh, rather annoyingly, uh, what used to be my tailors, that shut, and in its place became a vegan brunch parlour. Why would you open that in the north? <laughs> in the middle of, of <laughs> deepest, no darkest that, and it isn't no, a university no. town, so it's not as if you can get like the hipsters uh, going there or anything. It, was, it literally lasted two weeks, and I never saw anyone in there. Oh, no, that's <laughs> tragic. You walk down the street, and all you can hear is... Exactly. Exactly. Um, Vegan bar. Uh, brunch bar. Brunch parlour, Vegan brunch parlour. This if it was Manchester, I'd understand. It's a university town, it's fine, because there'll be hipsters there. Yeah. This is not a university town. It's barely no. even a college town. It's a college, but it's out of town. Um, yeah. And I love the terminology, vegan brunch power. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's something I can't, I, I can't really see it happening in Swansea either, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Greg's, though. Greg's, oh, yeah. You can't go along with Greg's. <laughs> Love a Greg's. Good old steak bake. I also love Greg's because it has free Wi Fi, so when I'm walking through town, I always stop just outside Greg's to check my emails. Uh, <laughs> steak bake and Wi Fi. That's all you need. No, that's all you ever need. Um, <laughs> Terry, let's move on. I want a Greg's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Presumably there's a 24 hour Greg's somewhere. Um, oh. <laughs> I would say in Wigan, if anywhere. Uh, <laughs> which isn't that far for me. Terry. Can, can we move this story away from, from stubborn northernness into, into your story? I don't, I don't, no, I don't believe I can, unfortunately. <laughs> Looking at this story, I don't believe I can. Um, uh, the, the headline is, Job posting for chicken nugget connoisseur is clucking good. Yeah, uh, by uh, by uh, Bob D'Angelo of the good people of Cox Media Group National Content Desk. For, uh, this is for a, a website based in Atlanta, it would appear. 
or in the United States, but it relates to a job that's going in on Merseyside. <laughs> Spanning uh, the globe okay. in their search of this chicken nugget connoisseur. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you love chicken nuggets, this job will have you clucking in anticipation every day. Uh, just like a good steak, this opportunity of rare is rare. The British-based B&M budget retailer posted to its website. The job opening is for a chicken nugget connoisseur, and the candidate who gets the job will receive a £25 voucher every month to spend on fresh and frozen food in their local B&M store. The job requires the nugget eater to share feedback with B&M. You'll want to take a ballot out of this, B&M wrote on its website. So what kind of job experience does one need for this job? That's two jobs in one sentence. That's not very good writing. In its job posting, B&M offers some specific clues. Getting the 20 share box of nuggets from McDonald's and keeping them all for yourself. Being the first in the office kitchen whenever someone says, there's cake. The time that 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 time you tripped and fell at at a buffet and saved the plate before yourself. Going to an event or party because there is free food. You're, these these takes are getting more and more lukewarm with each passing line, aren't they? Uh, go, going to an event, oh, yeah, no, no, your value, you value the importance of a fish finger sandwich in life and you can conduct a PowerPoint presentation on the reasoning behind curly fries being nicer than chips. Well, I mean, I meet, I meet almost all those criteria apart from the last one. Because well, curly fries are not nicer than chips. Wrong. Um <clears throat> But they're nicer than skinny fries, but not nicer than chip shop chips. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I like them all. So you know, yeah. so chips. If somebody gives them to me. I'm not gonna say, oh, fucking curly fries. No, I don't want those. I'm just gonna say, oh, good chips. Ooh. You wouldn't turn your nose up at a curly fry. No, no. who would do that? Exactly. No, no, although, no although I have to admit, I was in a pub a couple of weeks ago, and my girlfriend asked for curly fries, and they, they'd run out. We said, we do have chips, though, so I always return and I said, well, can you bend them a bit, and then we can pretend they're curly fries and she won't notice a difference. <laughs> and we didn't tip me I'm, on. I'm impressed she's <laughs> I thought that would have worked. I'm impressed she's buying her own, because a lot of the time girlfriends don't do that. Well, who says she did? Um... <laughs> uh, well, oh. she won't have yours, is what I'm saying. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yes. But I didn't have I didn't have fries of any description, because I was a healthy boy. I had a fry-up. Um... <laughs> Um, well, but... the fry up. Yes. <laughs> I um, have done this before. Yes, I have. I have to. I have to admit here, it Did you say that the person, the lucky person, gets a twenty-five pound voucher to to yeah, spend the B and M's? You could yeah. buy everything in B and M bargains with a twenty-five pound voucher, couldn't you? You could yeah. buy the whole shop, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 this is going to sound awful. I, really, I, I, I don't think they have B and M's down south. You can't. I don't think I've been. <laughs> So I I don't know whether I mean uh, they what, are, what, are they what, are they what I think they are they are it's sort of like a pound stretcher that oh, sort yeah. of thing oh, we've got yeah, those in, those down they're, incre- yeah, yeah, yeah. they're incredibly cheap I mean it's in in my hometown which which I realise I'm sewing so considerably well tonight in my hometown that is the most packed shop in my whole time because. I, and I had to I had to fight my way through there um, and the search for secret Santa presents. Because uh, it's easy to buy secret Santa presents, so you can buy all sorts and stick under a five pound limit. You could buy someone a, a, a Honda, um, well, you wouldn't. It'd be like a, a Monda or something. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, you can you can you can literally buy all sorts of utter utter tat. 
uh, uh, occasionally there's, there's the odd diamond in the rough, but you need to be a serious pro to find it. There's... Yeah, we go to the pound shop quite a lot. My missus goes to the pound stretcher quite a lot. There's a big pound stretcher in Croydon. I'm actually from Croydon, even though I, I work in London. I'm from Croydon. And, uh, and there's a big pound stretcher there. We get our bin liners from there because it's the cheapest place to buy bin liners. True story, folks. Mm. When in Croydon, looking for bin liners, pound stretcher. Well, presumably... Crown Hill. Boom, there you go. Let's hope we can get get some free bin liners sent now as part of the, uh, the sponsorship drive. Yeah, um, I wasn't I wasn't in any way paid to make that announcement. This is not a paid announcement. No. <laughs> to be fair, you'd be paid very very little as well. <laughs> <laughs> from pound stretcher, yeah. Yeah, well, from pound stretcher, I I need very very little. Indeed. Um. So That's it's it's, it's it's quite an incentive to be honest. You could buy an inordinate amount of crap with 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 this. But I don't understand why they need a chicken nugget kind of circus. They don't sell fresh food. Uh, in my experience, they don't. Well, it's frozen food, isn't it? They've got to be frozen chicken nuggets. They don't serve food. Do they not? They serve like chocolates and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't. Uh, I've got to be honest. I, I did actually check the validity of this of this uh, uh, news story. I went to B&M's uh, website, uh, and I'm looking at it now. And sure enough, it's there. Its location is Merseyside. Um, now I don't know. Maybe they've got a, like a superstore in Merseyside where they do frozen food, or maybe they're going to be rolling out. Um, you know. Maybe it's like a B and M extra. I mean, it's on two floors, like the Tesco extras that there are. <laughs> Could be it. Yeah. Um, so what did you say we needed to do again? I'm just seeing three of the criteria. You need to, to eat all the chicken nuggets. Whatever seems to make sense. That's probably the only one that seems to make sense regarding the fact that this needs to be someone who tastes and knows yes. chicken nuggets. The, Presumably, that's the only criteria they actually really needed, not all this other bump. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I got a funny feeling it might be a bit of a publicity stunt, you know, just a just really? a feeling. No, could Never. be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Although, yeah. To, what, what is the limit of this sort of thing? It's like, it's like uh, you know, when you hear about people like beer tasters for breweries and stuff. That sounds like it would be the best job in the world, but it quickly will become the worst because then you can never have a pint again and enjoy it because it's like a busman's holiday, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, well, you don't want to do stuff like that for a living. No. You don't want to make that your job. Jobs are terrible. Why would you want to do something you love for a living? Exactly. Don't ruin it. If you enjoy chicken nuggets, don't make it a career. Unless, unless you're in dire need of buying up everything in B&M Barkins. <laughs> and, and you enjoy being constipated. Because well, you probably will be after eating all them chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, if you are interested, I'm sure the details will be sent along to you. Um, sure. They'll be, they'll be in the description of the episode. And, and we wish you all the best of luck. And, You'll need it. Yeah, you certainly will. And I, and I would also like a copy of the video powerpoint presentation about the curly fries just to convince terry if nothing else um <laughs> right, let's move on to a our next feature which is smoggy how which is based off a brilliant browser game which i i actually cannot recommend enough um which is damn dot dog which is a great uh, time killer where you get given a picture from wiki how one of those wonderful drawings at Wikihow, wiki how and you get given a, a multiple choice selection of which article from wiki how the picture um relates to it's as simple as that and gentlemen it's up to you to uh to try and determine which it is i'm going to describe a picture to you as best i can and then give you a four options and then have at it okay okay right okay 
Well, this this first picture is quite simply a clock. It's just a clock, and yet the hands, of which there are, uh, for no adequately explained reason, five of them, are shaped like an asterisk, and all the hands are bent. Now, while you ponder the Salvador Dali nature of that, um, the four options are, is it from how to ask a girl to a dance, how to induce nightmares, how to turn a girl on if you're only friends, or how to laugh naturally on cue. <laughs> Which of those could this bendy weird clock relate to? Nightmares I'm going for. You think it's at a certain time of night mm. that it's going to drive you to do something? Like stay awake Could and be. Stay well. I mean I think I think the hands are supposed to tickle you and so it's how to laugh on cue. <laughs> maybe it's how to turn a girl on. Maybe it's like, you know maybe it's like well, for you, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> I don't need five hands to turn a girl on. A boom, boom. <laughs> I don't think it's how to ask a girl to a dance, unless, unless we use the same line again. Yeah. I am going to go towards the nightmares, because it seems to make most sense. It is indeed how to induce nightmares. Mm. Mm. Um... This is actually a very, very scary article, to be honest, because I don't know why you'd want to do it. It's like stuff like sleep face down is one of them. It's like, that's not a great idea. Um, try and cause lucid dreaming is what this clock relates to. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd feel it'd be something like that. It's try and create a clock in your dream, because a clock is something that you can never actively dream about. Um, you can never dream about passively. If you do that, then it will become a lucid dream, and you will realise that you're actually dreaming, because clocks will not look like clocks in a dream. Because so, they will be wobbly, like like that, in fact. Yeah, apparently it's clocks and reading. You can't yeah. read in a dream. No. It's Can anything, you not? It's anything that's sort not. of fixed like that. It will yeah. it'll never become like that now. So they don't have books in the dream world? You can have books, you do, but, you but you can't, can't read, read them. You can't read them. Huh. That was, um, interestingly, that was part of the plot of a, a Batman the Animated Series. Mm. Um, when the Mad Hatter put him in a dream state. And he was trying to read, and he couldn't read. And Batman in the dream, I think it was a case of his parents never died, so he never became Batman, so he's Bruce Wayne. But Bruce Wayne worked out in the dream that because he couldn't read, that it was a dream, and got himself out of the dream. Wow. Nice. He's clever, that Bruce Wayne, isn't he? Oh, yeah, Just yes. a bit. Batman's really, he's dead clever, that guy. Yeah. Just a bit, yeah. He would make a good detective, you know. Um, I reckon he would. Remy might even make the world's greatest detective. You, yeah. if, only he, if only he could learn to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. He can read faces. There you go. Um, <laughs> right, this next one is... Um, well, this is weird. There's two people stood on a, on a road in the middle of nowhere. It's a guy and a girl. I think... No, no actually, no. There's definitely one that is definitely a girl. The other one is ambiguous. Because um, they seem to be wearing sort of like a, a bikini top, but we've got very short hair, and I can't really see if they've got boobs, so I'm not really sure. Um, anyway, there's these two people still on this road. It's in the middle of nowhere, just like trees in the background and pavement and stuff. And there's a girl, the, the one who's definitely a girl, is sort of standing with her fists under her hand in a sort of like, you know, like oddly cutesy pose, if you understand what I mean, but with her fists rather than sort of the, the like backs of her hands, like normal. And the other person 
who's more ambiguous, is wagging their finger at her while also speaking, and from a speech bubble is a red cross, um, like a no cross, if you understand my meaning, like a, like a, like a uh, like, you know, you get a green tick and a red cross. It's mm-hmm. like that kind of cross. And they're wagging their finger at this, at this girl who's trying to act cutesy. The four options are, is it how to create an urban rainforest? How to play the alto saxophone? How to not get nervous? Or how to get over an addiction to anime? What do we reckon, gents? Nervous. How to not get nervous? Because that is sort of a nervy-ish pose, isn't it? Mm-mm. Anxiety, open yeah. spaces. So you just got someone stood there wagging their finger at you and saying no. Is that really going to help? <laughs> Don't be nervous! Stop it, you fool! Stop your anxiety! Shout, shout, shout. <laughs> Are there any other options? Anyway, do you think he's any of the others? Yeah, I, I suspect that Glenn's right, but I'm going to go for anime because, you know... Um, anime. Why not? Yeah. Because anime, frankly. Yeah. Well, you're right, Teddy. It's how to not how to get over an anime <laughs> addiction. <laughs> nah, that's just weird, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how this is relevant. I'm, I'm into the article to find it now. Um, it's keep an eye on your behaviour. If you find yourself mimicking your favourite character or using Japanese words in casual conversation, this may not help your situation. So have a friend who stops you every time you do this. Yeah, how dare you enjoy something? How yeah. dare you want to uh, be interested from something? Yeah. 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 Who gets addicted to anything like that? I mean, anyway, you know, I mean, let's be fair. We've all, I presume, we've all binge watched something on Netflix or something. Oh, yeah. not, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no question. So, yeah. and there is, a, there is a point if you binge watch something enough, where you start to, I don't know, think about it a bit in your day to day life. You sort of think. Oh, well, that would make a funny moment in this, or whatever. Uh, uh, weary for me, I almost get the rhythms. I have, it's like a sitcom, for example. I start to almost speak in a sitcom-esque rhythm, which is weird, but it's not an addiction. It's more, I just sort of like adapt that pattern. Much like if, if someone's got a very specific accent, I end up almost mimicking it. I don't know why. I'm weird and apparently insulting. Um, but I'm not, like, addicted to it. I wouldn't randomly lapse into speaking like a character. Or acting like a character. I suppose people do. Would it matter if you did? Yeah, I was just uh, thinking that. It depends you know? if, it gets, if it gets in the way of everyday life. Like if, for That's... example, your character... What harm, what harm is it doing? It's character, doesn't it? It's like if, if, the char- if a character you associate with is Hannibal Lecter, then there may be issues in your day-to-day life. <laughs> the, the only way I could really see that it would really make that much of a difference if you sort of binge-watched Bruno Gantz's downfall. And, you know, if you were Hitler, if you were just saying, ah, that Hitler, it was great, I want to be everything like him, and got the haircut and grew a toothbrush uh, moustache, and that might be a problem, but anime characters? I mean, I know loads of people, I'm a nerd for Christ's sakes, I know loads of people who watch anime. Not my thing at all, but they get obsessed. They were, Some of them get obsessed in a really good way, and they learn about Japanese culture, and I know at least three or four people who, who have decided to learn Japanese off the back of being obsessed by anime. So that's a really good thing. Mm. It doesn't matter. As long as it, you're not hurting anybody doing so. It's like anything. Mm. You know, if, you, if you're into kinky sex, great stuff. I don't really want to hear about it. But, you know, if that's what you're into, great stuff. Don't you know, you. 
it's, it's you like, know, if you like, like food, then yeah. brilliant, excellent. You you eat and cook what you want to. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> we, we had um, on, on the very last show to this one, we had uh, we had a woman who's marrying Game of Tetris. And yeah, yeah, we had a good laugh about it, and it's a bit weird. But she's happy, so, you know. If that stops, if that's stopping her going out and being a serial killer, then more power to you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the final, um, the final article you have to deduce, gentlemen, is this. This looks like a disco rave setting, um, or at least what I believe one to look like, um, from my experience. Um, it's, it's, so it's like a spotlight, multiple colours, uh, people wearing very little and dancing around, the arms in the air, you know, the whole Saturday Night Fever stuff. Um, so yeah. And also, one of the people in the foreground has a vest on them, and someone else's hand is groping them ish. Um, so it seems like, you know, clubbing, basically. And the four options are. Oh, well, I, I was sort of leading you to believe it was something like clubbing, and then we've got four options now which have nothing relevant to clubbing at all, so it's got to take some creative thinking, gentlemen. Is oh, it dear. how to get on a reality TV show? Hmm. How to avoid getting caught smoking by your parents. How to help save the whales. Or how to dress like a hillbilly. Second one. Smoking. How to avoid getting caught I'm... smoking. Smoking a disco instead. <laughs> well, not uh, anymore. Uh, not in Britain. No. Or indeed yeah. in, most, in most countries these days. I'm going to go uh, the first one. Reality TV. Making an exhibition of yourself, perhaps. Ah, dancing and stuff, maybe. Mm. Ah, Having fun. Something. Being yeah. lively. Yeah, you know. It's not how to dress like a hillbilly, because none of them are dressed like a hillbilly. Mm. This, this isn't disco in, in, you know, in, in Hazard County or anything like that. Um, I, I don't really know how dancing would help save the whales. We know what helps save the whales is Kirk and Spock going back in time. And, yes, uh, and rescuing one. That's a fact. Yeah. So we, be as, we can be as bad as we want, basically, because yeah. we know for well that the Federation's going to come across in uh, sort well, of... Well, it, well, 22 years ago, in fact. Exactly, they've already sorted it, so I'd be an asshole. Well, fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though, because there is that big cigar-shaped object that's heading our way already, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. That everyone well, we know. thinking looks like the cigar-shaped object in, in Voyage Home, even, even though it actually yes, Well, doesn't. we know that that's going to be solved by Kirk and Spock, so all is fine. Um, I'm going to go with you, Terry, and say it's how to get on a reality TV show. Okay. Guys, it's how to help save the whales. Well, I have to find out why. Well, I think, it might be, I think it might be time for a colourful metaphor. Mm. Uh, <laughs> how to help save... You. How to help save the whales? I have no idea because I've just gone through the article and I cannot find this image. So this is bullshit. I'm calling it's bullshit. Trick fatey. Totally. Oh, it's ah, uh, it's it's start a campaign and get people involved. Uh, it's basically sort of like comic relief esque stuff is what it's going for. It's like dance dance party. Oh shit! Make friends, have fun. When I think about so, when I think about the humpback yeah. whale, I think dancing. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like comic relief children in need sport. I mean, children in need, I mean, I don't think uh, any sort of like starving kids in Africa or whatever um, are, are at all linked to someone who, who sits in a bath full of baked beans, are they? That's just what they do because it's, you know, it's expected of people these days, isn't it, to do something daft. Do something funny for money for comic relief. There you go. 
Which sure. we, we may or may not be partaking in ourselves in Smuggersboard, but you know, yeah, just as a, an aside there. Um, <clears throat> so yes, there you go. Save Massive whales. silence. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's on board with that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, Save the whales by disco dancing. I'm happy. I, I it, was a, it was a disco rave party I went to at New Year's Eve. So I'm happy. I think I've done my bit already. I went dressed as John Travolta. Sure. It was all fine. Um, <laughs> okay, it's just time for our final feature, which is for this year the weirdest link. Where I give both these fine gentlemen a start word and a stop word, and they have to wingle their way from the start to the stop in as most a convoluted yet natural way they possibly can. And the person who does it in the longest time avoids a challenge, the person in the shortest time unfortunately has to do said challenge. And, well, Terry, we shall start with you, sir. Okay? Okay. Okay. Now it's time okay. for me to get this random word generator up and running and we shall find out what words... Oh... Okay. You have to find your way, sir, from microphones, something we're obviously very familiar with, from microphones, something I'm also familiar with, which is male pattern baldness. So, from microphones to male pattern baldness, in as natural way as you can, Terry, starting from now. Microphones are something that I'm um, quite uh, familiar with. Uh, there are two of them, in fact, on my desk as we speak. There's the one I'm speaking with right now, and then there's another one. Well, actually, I think it's on my desk. It's over there. Um, I don't know. I can't quite find it. Oh, dear. It cost me quite a lot of money, that microphone, and I'm now worried that I might have lost it. Oh, dear. I'm getting very, very stressed, and I'm beginning to wonder what it is. Hang on. I'm just going to have to go away from my desk for a few moments. Oh, no, no, I can't find it. Oh, man, this is... Oh, I, I, really, I really hope this doesn't trigger my male pattern baldness. Is it related to stress? No, oh. it's not. I, it is if you tear your hair out. Once I realised, once I realised, yeah, I, I, I was committed. Otherwise, it's, yeah, it's, fine, it's too late. fine, it's too late now. Fine, <laughs> good. Well, the thing, the thing is, I, um, uh, as, as is very obvious to everyone who who, who knows this show, I, I, I have suffered from it since the age of sixteen. So I, I, I was intrigued to see if I was just very stressed one day, presumably about some teenage thing to do with, to do with why my penis was suddenly hard in the morning time, um, and I wondered if that was linked to it. So I, I, I was hoping you were going to shed some light on my matter, Terry Bear, but uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> um, is it actually true? Have you actually lost your microphone, or are you just are you just um, playing to the, uh, to the to the cameras, sir? Uh, a little from column A and a little from column B. I can't actually see it. It was I thought it was on my desk, but it's around here somewhere. Unless the cat's stolen it, but um... <laughs> cat's just put it back before, Yes, <laughs> cat's just taking it and just recording recording her own um, her own podcast of her own. Just saying, right? Oh, well, yeah. so many leading co- podcasts get recorded around around this house. It's it's it wouldn't surprise me at all if she's got a cat podcast on the go. A podcat. Mm. Um, podcat. Yeah. Podcat indeed. Well, well done, Terry. You did that in uh, thirty six seconds, which means Gwen, you know what to beat, sir. And sure. you, you have to find your way from <laughs> from GPs, as in mm-hmm. general practitioners. Okay. To X-rated films. In as natural a way as you possibly can. Starting from now. 
Okay, so there was, uh, I'm diabetic, as everybody knows, and uh, I often have to go to my GP to actually get that sorted out. And uh, one day I was sitting with a GP and he was saying, oh, uh, diabetes, so do you eat a good diet? Do you eat everything that you should do? And I say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, like any person, I, I'm quite good at some things. I'm quite good at bad things. Snacking is probably uh, one of the worst things that I do, and I shouldn't really do it. Uh, and I do eat a bit more sugar than I should. He said, look, you, you've really got to have a better diet than you do. I said, well, it's really difficult because I live in a house where we're both working a lot. Uh, my girlfriend's a lecturer, and I'm obviously working a, a lot of hours as well. Uh, so, you know, it's getting together, eating a meal isn't always um, isn't always a, a good thing that, that, that we are able to do so I do snack a lot he says well you know there are things that you can do to avoid snacking uh, one of those things is, is smoking a lot of people do smoke uh, instead of snacking it does help them the other thing that you can do is watch X-rated movies <laughs> is that actually true? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> watching porn helps cure snacking problems well I suppose if you're watching that you're not eating I guess. Well, it depends how many hands you need, presumably. That'd be, that'd be pretty unhygienic, wouldn't it? <laughs> Depending. I mean, some people might, uh, you know, the, the best thing in the world might be to have a BLT baguette and I'm going to wank. You never know. For long be. in both senses. Um... <laughs> you know, that might be the best thing in the world. Uh, but uh, not, you know. Well done. Well done. Well done, Graham. Well done. Um, you managed that in in one hundredth of a second short of one minute five seconds. You did one zero four point nine nine. Boom. Which is right. which, yes, which is beautifully done and is enough to help you avoid the challenge. Which Terry, unfortunately, requires you tuning up your singing voice, sir. Very well. <clears throat> as, as your challenge is to sing. Oh dear. This is a form of torture. Quite literally a form of torture, in fact. You have to sing Barney the Dinosaur's song. I don't know Barney the Dinosaur's song. Well, this is your opportunity to find out what it, what it sounds like whilst uh, whilst Gwen promotes himself. Well, his song goes, Dear, I love you, you, you love me. me. Yeah, it's that. Um, there's a 56-second version on YouTube if you want to search for that, so... Is there a dinosaur from Iron Man? Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I'll do is I'll. Uh, I, I know the tune, obviously. Mm. So uh, when you're ready, uh, I'll, I'll. I'll go. Okay. Well. Well. While you um, prep yourself, <laughs> go ahead. Where can we find you? What do you do, sir? Uh, you can find me various places on Twitter. You can find me at Cymru Nerd Cave. Uh, that's Cymru as in Wales and the Nerd Cave as in the Nerd Cave. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Glenn Jakeman. But if you could send me a message uh, from where you know me, that'd be great. I also run the Back to the 80s podcast that I've done for about seven years now. So we're, we're getting on. We're an old podcast. But you can find us at uh, it's going to be B tte.libsyn.com on twitter it'll be at bttepod and on facebook.com forward slash bttepod yes and it is excellent like like, um, like like Glenn says there's, there's an absolute uh, library full of, of episodes for you to trek through um, if you have any interest in 80s popular culture at all there'll be something on there that, that tickles your fancy absolutely no doubt plus it's mm. hosted by Gwen so you know that's another win for you I I pretty much live in in 1980s popular culture, so yeah, I'm going to totally check that podcast out. 
Excellent stuff. Go for it. Go for it. Um, definitely worth checking out. Huge, hugely, um, hugely impressive stuff there, Gwen. And thank you for uh, for taking time out from from your eighties fascination to pop in and and provide your usual nonsense here as well. Oh, thank you very much. And still, I haven't had a challenge. You still avoided <laughs> it four times. You've avoided this. Ah, oh, it's amazing. I'm so happy. I can rig it though. I know people who can talk forever. So I be would careful be, what you wish as, for. As long as I go second, I can beat. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, so Terry, before you get to promote yourself, sir, it's time for your musical interlude. Very well. Here we go. One moment, please. <clears throat> He's a dinosaur from our imagination. When he is told he got to talk to to the sensation. That wasn't very good, was it? Second verse, though. Barney's friends are big and small, they come from lots of places. After school they meet and play and sing with happy faces. Aww. Barney shows us lots of things like how to play pretend ABCs and one, two, threes, and how to be a friend. I've gone too early. Barney comes to play with us whenever we may need him. Barney can be your friend too if you just make believe him. Wow. wow. God, that Barney's quite freaky. I don't know whether or not I want to make believe him. Thanks for watching my video. Oh no, it's finished. Yeah, oh, I, I won't want my kids around Barney. Let's put it that way. Oh no, no. Do you know? Do you know that various songs from Barney the Dinosaur have been known to have been played in Guantanamo Bay on a loop to get people to talk oh, as an interrogation system? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I didn't know, but I mean, now, but that doesn't. It, I can understand surprising. why because that is just yeah. yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. It's style. Isn't it? Yeah, it's wonderfully sweet, but it's so sickly sweet as to be amazing. Indeed, mm. it's saccharine, which is a problem for you, Gwen. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a Simpsons episode that's got Barney the dinosaur in it, isn't it? Who all he does is go one plus two, two, two yeah. plus two is four, two plus two is four. <laughs> it just reminds me of sexual harassment. And, uh... <laughs> it's like an American Mister Blobby in a way, isn't it? <laughs> at least I don't know. At least Blobby. Funny, kind of ish. Uh, it's, it's played yeah. flat. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's Barney's deathly serious. <laughs> <laughs> to a fault. Um, so well done, Terry. Well, well done. So. Barney takes no shit. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> so, so when you're not um, tuning up to Barney the Dinosaur, where can we find you, sir? Uh, well, I too uh, do podcasts, um, and uh, I'm a regular panelist on the weekly uh, football uh, podcast called Sound of Football, which is uh, will be celebrating its tenth year next year. Um, and uh, I'm also a panelist on a um, irregular James Bond podcast called The Odd Job Pod, mm. um, and uh, I'm also uh, uh, the host of a relatively recent Star Trek: The Original Series podcast called Whom pods destroy um and uh, you can find all of those by just you know using a search engine uh, i am on twitter at terry defellum but i um i don't go on it that much because um well you know it's you know social media yeah it's been, i've been on twitter for like 10 years now i got the little notification come up saying i've been on twitter for 10 years and i thought yeah i probably should be doing something else with my time mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to kind of wean myself off it it's actually quite difficult mm, it definitely definitely is yeah, i need one of them pictures you know to help me mm. yes yes enough gifts i think we need to we need to send gifts your way terry 
Um, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely check out. Sender football is just it's, it's 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 part of the furniture in terms of in terms of football football shows in my view. It's it's definitely worth checking out. And um, and uh, I, I, like I said, I, I love Film Post Destroy as well as I mentioned last time you were on. To it's it's great because it's. It's it's treating the original series with with, um, with respect, but also with 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 uh, plenty of uh, shall we say tongue in cheek as well, which is which is enough to uh, I think I think carries it through. Well, we do our best. The yeah. show is you know, over fifty years old, so it, it's not it's not going to hold up as well as people might think it's it does. Not... But we love it a lot, and we, we think it is. Uh, well, it's, it's to be honest, it's my it's my favourite Trek series anyway. I, I, is I, it? I, I adore it. Well, I was brought up on the original Me series before. Me I mean, I, I, you, I love Next Gen as well. I, well, I don't. I, sure. I, I, I don't. Uh, at least not. At least not the first three series of Next Gen. Oh really? Yeah, that's oh. a common thing. Complaint about that show. About, about that show. The first three series, it's sort of like first two. Yeah. First basic, two. Season three of and... Next Gen is where it gets good because season three has Best of Both Worlds Part <laughs> One. I was going to say, well, uh, basically any series that Gene Roddenberry had a hand in in Next Gen isn't going to be great. He wasn't involved in three. That's when Michael Pillar took over. Mm. Um, Ron, and Ron, Ron, Ron Moore and Brandon Braga got involved as well. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I mean, he kind of he he was getting ill by that point, so he was yeah. moving backwards. Yeah. Um, and 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 yeah, so those guys were coming to the fore. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I know what you, I know what you're Yeah, but original series, it's great because it's not that many. I mean, there's a lot of next gen podcasts out there, and obviously a lot of discovery podcasts everywhere these days. Obviously. Oh my god, yeah. Um, yeah. I, tri- I tripped over three on the way up the yeah. stairs. Yeah. But surprisingly, a few about the original series. I have to. I'm, I'm surprised about that. Um, and, and well, there's a reason why I love yours because it gives it the respect it deserves. So definitely tune into that if you're if you're a Trek fan, if you're a Bond fan, obviously your drop pod as well. And if you're a football fan, then, then why have you not been listening to Send Football already? Is, is all I say. Um, yeah. And I will just mention very quickly, yeah. Nerva Beacon is coming back as well. If you go oh, on the back excellent. of the 80s feed, it's on there. It's just that Lee's had a bit of trouble uh, getting internet and she's had to move house and, and all that. You, you know how it'd be when you've got stuff to do. When you've got lives uh, outside of podcasting, I don't know what it's like. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm exactly. assuming, I'm speculating based on what I see from other people. Um, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it is coming back and we shall be talking. Uh, usually, I think it's on the 28th is when we'll be recording it and it will be about twice upon a time and then we will go back to talking about uh, the third doctor which Excellent. is the next in our in our doctor Excellent. cool it's an absolute pleasure to have two of uh, two such veterans of podcasting as well it's, it's it really for me it validates what i do as well i, I feel like a, a blinking newborn compared to two fine gentlemen as well so it's been an absolute You're still old. pleasure I, i'm old but i'm new <laughs> in this world um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, like I say, give give these two guys a listen to all the various stuff they do. They're definitely worth your time. But also, if you have any more time other than that, please feel free to check in on Smorgasbord more often. Um, you can find us uh, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Acast. Uh, please review us, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. A five star review gets you a, a mention on the next available show, and who knows, maybe even a guest spot as well. We we like interaction on here, and if you do as well, you can also tweet us at Smuggersport Pod, or you can do whatever people do to connect with people on Instagram. That's at Smuggersport Pod as well. You see some pretty pictures on there. Not of me these days, thankfully. Um, they're not pretty, never pretty. Or you can <laughs> or you can email me at Smuggersport at gmail as well, and all interaction is welcome um, and it's, it's, it's great to hear from you guys it really is um, we've got plenty more shows to come uh, we've got another one this week hopefully 
and then from next week we're getting back up to full schedule as well in terms of daily shows time travellers and potentially a couple of new ventures starting off as well so it's an exciting time indeed to be climbing on board the smoggy train so please do and thank you for listening to this show it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and we shall see you next time ciao bye bye <laughs>